Welcome in, welcome in to Face to Face Sports, coming at you live from the Glothlin Center for the Arts on Emory and Henry's campus. This is WEHC 90.7 FM. I am your host, Jordan Dove, and I am proud to bring you this now ninth edition of Face to Face Sports. This show discusses all the latest sports news, both nationally and locally. As many of you are aware, we've had some uh, special editions these last couple weeks. We've we've gotten to interview and uh, meet some coaches here on campus, Ben Thompson and uh, Coach Kurt Newsom. And uh, now we're bringing in uh, the Director of Strength and Conditioning here at Emory & Henry, Noah Arney. Uh, he's here in the studio with us. Arney has been with Emory & Henry College since 2021. He manages all individual and group strength and conditioning for over 500 athletes here at Emory. He's also previously served as Milligan's baseball strength and conditioning coach. So without further ado, welcome into Face to Face Sports. Mr. Arnie, how are you, sir? Doing good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing very well. You told me before the show this is your first interview. My first interview. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> it's all right. I'm uh, I'm proud to be able to do this and uh, give you your first interview here. Let uh, let some people know who you are. So uh, let's get right into it. So let's get into the background for people who don't know. Yeah. Um, and in fact, let's go way back even before like college and everything. How did you initially get interested into uh, weight training and the science behind, you know, um, diet and things like that. Yeah. Um, so like the training aspect actually came at a pretty early age. Um, my dad growing up, my dad always would go to the gym three, four times a week and I'd occasionally tag along. Um, I didn't really start training myself until I got into high school and I played, I played three sports in high school and, one of them was football, um, and so all the athletes were required or suggested to take a weight training class. So we had like an actual weight training class, um, one hour out of every day. So that that was the first time lifting weights, um, and ever since then I really liked it. But I never thought I would do anything that had to do with it for a career. Um, it wasn't until I got to college for baseball and kind of got into the atmosphere of college strength and conditioning that I was like, okay, this is really cool. I didn't know this was even a job that people could have. And then I would kind of pick the strength coach's brain about it. And, you know, he kind of talked a little bit of science, but I didn't understand any of it at the time. And so from there, it's been a a journey of trying to learn as much as I can ever since, and I ended up making a career out of it. Um, diet and stuff came around my senior year of high school. I was really, really focused on lifting, and I wanted to go. I knew I was playing baseball in college, so I was like, i got to dial this stuff in. So I was doing as much research as I could at the time, which probably wasn't good research or the right research. Um, I think a lot of people in fitness go through that phase of doing a lot of the wrong stuff before they get it right. So um, I learned from my mistakes, though, and just kept learning. So... You want to talk a little bit about your uh, college career at Central Missouri playing baseball? You can be honest with us. Were you a good player? Or? Uh, I was good at being riding the bench, yeah. Um, so I was, a, I was a really good high school player. I, I signed to Central Missouri, which is a Division II school, and then I got there. I redshirted my freshman year, and then sophomore year, I was kind of on and off as far as injuries go. I had a wrist injury, um, ankle. I had like sciatica in my back. and So I didn't play at all my sophomore year. 
and I don't think I would have even if I was healthy. Um, and then my junior year was when I stopped playing. So I only played, I was only on the team for two years. Um, so I know what it's like to be a college athlete, but I never actually got playing time. <laughs> now, during that time, were you really able to uh, understand the uh, the strength and conditioning, you know, for a for a college team, were you able to talk with the guys who who coached you and and see and see what that was like? Yeah, so I had a really good strength and conditioning coach. Um, the two years I was there, I really liked him. His name was John Hammersmith, and he kind of, I felt like he took me under his wing. He probably wouldn't say he did, but he was kind of the one that inspired me to become a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so I'd pick his brain some. I was so busy with baseball, I wasn't in there as much as I'd like to be. But I'd pick his brain, and there were a couple other coaches that were over some other sports that I didn't interact with much. Um, but, yeah, it was it was really cool because the high school s- setting and college setting were completely different. So once I got to college, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, how do I get to do this for a career? And so I'd ask him those kind of questions, and he helped me out. So from <clears throat> excuse me from 2018 to 2021 you uh you worked as strength conditioning for the Milligan baseball team uh, what would you say you learned during that time because that was your your first time being a strength conditioning coach was it yeah so east tennessee state is where i got my master's degree and it's a really cool program over there cuz while i was in school you they assign you to either a team at east tennessee state or milligan so I was assigned to Milligan Baseball, and I was just thrown in, like, head first. And I had some supervision as far as, like, the director um, at ETSU, but I was the only strength coach over there for Milligan Baseball. So I got to do a lot of trial and error, and I just learned and got hands-on coaching experience. Like, by myself, I had to write all the programs. I had to coach all the groups and stuff like that. So as far as what I learned and stuff, that – those two years made me into the coach that I am today. Obviously, I've continued to progress and learn as I go, but I don't think without those two years of coaching experience, I would have felt prepared for the job here at Emory and Henry. So I just I learned all the science. I mean, a lot more of the science behind training that I really wanted to learn. Um, Doctor Stone over at East Tennessee State is like one of the top sports scientists in the world. And he runs that whole program, so that's the whole reason I came out to ETSU was to learn from him. Um, so I got to learn all that while applying it hands-on at Milligan. So it was a, a really cool two years that honestly changed my life. So you were at Milligan, and then um, you come to Emory and Henry, which is where you're at now. How did this current? How did this job come to be? Yeah. Um, so after I graduated, I had been, actually before I'd graduated, I'd started applying for a bunch of different jobs and strength and conditioning and I was hoping to find somewhere decently close because I had a really serious girlfriend at the time who I'm now engaged to um, and I wanted to stay kind of close but some of the jobs I was applying you can't really be picky in strength and conditioning um, so I'd had a bunch of interviews and um, I did have I think two two job offers but then Coach Gentry called me and wanted wanted to set up an interview with me because I had applied to Emory and Henry and it was game over after that. It was perfect because it was close so I could still live um, close to Haley, my fiance, 
while I worked and she she's in school at ETSU so it was it was a perfect job for me tell us a little bit about um, a typical interaction with an athlete um, how do you decide you know what workout or <coughs> diet plan um, they'll have like how do you how do you decide how to draw that up <laughs> yeah that's it's very case-by-case um, case basis um, so we don't really have the luxury of, as you mentioned earlier, I have close to 500 athletes, so I can't write every single one an individual plan. Um, but we do as much as we can individualize it. Um, most of the programs are based on the sport and um, the position that a player plays. So wide receivers' um, speed and conditioning is going to look different than a lineman's, for example. But a lot of the programming... Um, as far as the weight room stuff goes is similar but will change sport to sport and I that's decided off what the demands of the sport are so volleyball has to jump a lot um, so they're gonna do more jumping in their training for example um, a track sprinter doesn't need to train their upper body a ton so the focus for them is a lot of lower body stuff um, whereas most other sports you train full body um, and then just basic movement patterns um, squat single leg squat bench press pull up stuff like that teaching them how to move teach them how to um, lift weight under control and that's I mean really the basics of it and then you just kind of tweak things here and there to make it a little more specific to each sport and that athlete now, how about the, the diet side of things? The diet stuff is really, you try to educate them as much as you can as far as what good choices are because reality is they have to eat at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't know what they're serving at the cafeteria, so I can't write them a meal plan or anything. So I have to do my job of educating them as far as what are some good food choices, um, what kind of food should you aim to eat, a couple hours before the game what should you eat after the game so that's my job just to very generally educate them on good food choices um, and kind of the timing of those food choices and then if an athlete wants something a little more specific or has questions they can come to me individually but I wish I had the time to write 500 individual meal plans but that's not the reality um so we just do our best as a staff to to educate them as much as we can on nutrition and let them go out and make their own choices. Now, you have to talk with coaches, too. Mm-hmm. So what's that process normally like? Do you have to go to them and update them on, you know, what you're you're telling some of their players? And are, are most of them compliant with, with what you tell them? Yeah. Um, so communication between the sport coach and the strength and conditioning coaches extremely important and it's something that I'm working on getting better at um, they have they should know what we're doing in the weight room and I want to know what they're doing at practice so that we can kind of align the two and make sure one's not interfering with another um, so we have to be on the same page at all times if if I have a hard lift planned and they have a light practice planned, but they decide they're going to run their athletes for 30 minutes and then they come in, that throws off my lift. So we have to constantly be in communication and making sure that we're doing all, all we can so that the athletes get the best out of 
both their skill training at practice and then also the weight training instead of them clashing and um, affecting each other. As far as are they compliant, I, they've made my job really easy here at Emory & Henry. I haven't had any issues with coaches. Um, you, hear, you hear lots of stories about coaches who are kind of stuck in their ways and not wanting to listen to what the strength coach wants to do. Um, fortunately here, everyone, all the coaches are very on board and bought in to what we're doing in the weight room. And I think that comes down to also building relationships with those coaches. They trust me. Um, I've communicated with them and, and the athletes and they like me and they believe in what I'm doing. So they kind of feel comfortable to just, okay, do your thing and I'm gonna do mine. So if I went to another school, that might not be the case. I might have to um, do a little more compromising and communicating with coaches, trying to convince them to do something a little bit differently. But as far as here goes, it's been it's been really easy, and they're all totally on board. Let's so. go to 15. We're around 15 minutes into the show here. We're, okay. For those of you who are uh, just tuning in, we're interviewing Noah Arney, who is the head of strength and conditioning here at Emory & Henry. Let me ask you, um, I've always been taught, three different things, you know, to ensure, you know, development. We got exercise, good diet, and rest. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, are any of those more important than the other? <laughs> That's a good question. No, I think they all tie in together. Um, you can exercise, but if you don't eat right and sleep right or recover correctly, then your exercise, you're not going to get the adaptation you want from that exercise you did and vice versa. If you um, if you sleep right and eat right, but you don't exercise, you're not sending the signal for, if you want to build muscle and you're not lifting weights and sending the signal to your body to build muscle, then you can eat all all the protein you want and, and sleep all you want. You're not going to gain muscle. So they're all, they're all linked and all just as important as the other. So I've been told something similar, by the way. So <laughs> good, it's <that> <laughs> <That's> good advice. <laughs> um, what do you have a a, a training philosophy um, you give to the athletes? Um, not necessarily. So we follow. It's called periodizations. Essentially, we take a phase by phase approach depending on what the athlete or the team needs. We build a program and then we build off of it. So. The first thing I do before any team even comes in, I have 56 weeks of the year planned already. Now that's adaptable and I can change stuff if something's not working right um, or I don't like how something worked in real life. Sometimes you put something on paper and it looks really good then you do it in real life and it's it's not all that. So I kind of have an outline of the entire year so that I can make sure the athletes are prepared at the right time in season, preseason, um, and then we push them a little harder off season. So I would just say periodization is kind of like the philosophy we follow, and that's just general planning to make sure they're recovering and um, doing the right things. But other than that, like a coaching philosophy I go by is just um, treating them like people first. I'm not a yeller, a screamer. I I like to build relationships with them, and I want them to do what I want them to do out of respect and not fear. So I, I like to talk to them. I like to know what they did on the weekend. I like to know where they're from. Like they need to know that I believe in them 
Um, they need to be able to trust me, and it's just treating them like people first. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care. I mean, I care how they perform on the field, but am I teaching them to also be good people and succeed after sports is over? So, mm-hmm. During the, the school year and when all the sports are going on and everything, what's a, what's a typical week like for you? Probably pretty hectic, isn't it? It's pretty hectic. I usually have like one day. I think this, like last semester, it was a Wednesday where I'll only have like two or three groups, and that's a very n- nice day. Um, but other, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm there from 6 a.m. to at least 6 or 7 p.m. So it's long days. Um, and now that I'm involved with football, I'm going to be doing stuff on the weekends as well. So my hours are going to go up a little bit. Um, so during the week, groups start 6 or 7 a.m. and are pretty much nonstop all day until – so I might have a break like 10 to 1 normally for lunch, and that's kind of when I lift myself. And then 1 to 6 or 7, group after group after group, whether it's men's soccer, women's soccer, baseball, they do back to back to back to back. So – those, that's what most days look like. So I'm I'm on the floor coaching a lot of the time. As as we get more staff, um, it'll kind of ease our load a little bit. As far as I won't be with every single team like I was in from January this last semester. Um, so I'll have a little more downtime. But yeah, there's athletes in the weight room pretty much sun up to sundown. So now because you're the head of strength and conditioning for all the programs here. Mm-hmm. What is, how does that work? So are you, do you meet with certain uh, programs or, or uh, sports, you know, during a, a certain day or do you go where needed? And um, So I communicate with all the coaches of all the sports just to make sure things are going well. Um, as far as the different teams I personally coach, it, it came down to kind of choice honestly um so i was put over football but then also i love baseball softball volleyball so i'm also coaching those sports um track and then my assistant right now has basketball um tennis and golf and that might change as we get more more staff members but as the director i have to make sure that everyone is on the same page and satisfied with what's going on. Even though I'm not over basketball, I still need to communicate with those coaches and make sure that what my assistant is doing is like they're working well together and just kind of keep everyone happy and and manage things. Um, um, as far as responsibility goes, though, like Josh, my assistant, he he's in full complete control of like basketball's training and stuff. I. I take a glance at it and make sure it's it's good, and but that's about it. He does his own thing. So now earlier I was mentioning those um, those three different things, you know, working out and rest and and diet. Mm-hmm. Out of those three, what do you think the typical student athlete struggles with the most? Sleep and diet. Uh, yeah. If I had to choose one, I'd probably say sleep. Um, I think a lot of athletes have at least been given some nutrition advice over the course of the career but whether it's good advice or not I don't know but most people know when they go in okay this is 
probably something that's going to benefit me and okay this is a million calories this is going to make me feel like garbage you know whereas sleep i think people just think they can get by on six hours of sleep and without actually realizing how much it's affecting their performance whereas if they were to kind of have a better nighttime routine and and really prioritize their sleep they'd see like a big boost in their energy and their performance at practice and in the weight room um but that's that's reality they're college students they got to study they're they have to have a social life they're roommates are staying up late they're wanting to watch netflix whatever it is um it's hard to get enough sleep unless you really really prioritize it when you're in college so mm-hmm. and you know i mean you know you can relate to them absolutely yeah. I mean, you played baseball at central mm-hmm. missouri and the the life of a student athlete is hard oh man it's it's a commitment it's a full-time job um and by the time Friday rolls around, you're like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Like, I just want to sleep in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you get the luxury, too, and sometimes you don't. But, yeah, it's that's helped me as a coach is being a, um, a college athlete is I can relate to them. Like, I know what it's like. I, would, I woke up at 6 and went to weights, went to class, went to practice, went to study hall, and got home at 8 p.m. and had two hours to myself before I went to sleep, you know. So I know what it's like, and I know it's not easy. So, and I'll remind them of that sometimes, like, hey, I'm here for you if you need anything, like, but try to prioritize this. It'll mm-hmm. make you feel better. Make sure you're getting your sleep. Make sure you're eating right. So, mm. um, how much how much gratification do you get when you see an athlete get stronger, faster, uh, perform better on the, the field or the court than before they came here? It's really rewarding. Um, it's hard because it's like I don't want to take credit because they're also practicing. So, of course, they're going to get better at their sport. You don't want to take credit, but it is really extremely rewarding when an athlete comes up and tells you, like, hey, I really felt like my swing has gotten much more powerful because I've gotten stronger. Or, um, I feel way faster since we started sprinting regularly, stuff like that. And, like, yeah, I I love when athletes get stronger in the weight room, and that's that's obviously the goal for a lot of the lifts we do is to get stronger. But the stuff that gives me the most gratification is like when they tell me that it has helped them on the field. Because that's at the end of the day, that's my job. It's not to make them power lifters. It's to make them better at their sport. So when they really come to me and tell me, like, hey, I noticed this paying off on the field, that's when I'm like, okay, this is – that's awesome like that's what i that's my job so mm-hmm. and i'm sure you got a few of those instances last year right in your first year yeah honestly more than more than i expected um a lot of kids felt comfortable coming up to me and telling me like hey like this what we're doing is is really working and it, it's always the kids that when they come in they give their all and they follow the process how it's laid out so you kind of put two and two together but yeah I, a, a lot of instances in my first year which I mean that makes my job that makes me want to wake up and come to job my job every day so yeah it's it's cool stuff when they when they see it pay off and and the coaches as well have they ever have any of the coaches come to you and say like yeah you know like my guys are really really you know doing better thank you for the diet or the workout you put them on <laughs> Yeah, a few. And and the stuff takes time, you know. It's not like 
they lift for a semester and you see these drastic improvements but that's also why we test athletes is I can I can do a jump test with them and I can show the coaches like yeah they're jumping like two inches higher than they did when they got here you know so that stuff helps me out because even if they don't notice it I have I have the proof from the testing numbers Um, but there definitely have been a few coaches who are very appreciative and let me know like hey what you're doing is working and we really like what you're doing Uh, we see it paying off whether it's their agility or their speed or being like soccer was happy with how how much more physical they were on the field so that's always cool uh we have around three minutes left here on face-to-face sports i want to ask you one more question um kind of directed to non-athletes really uh, mm-hmm. normal people like me honestly <laughs> um what is your what would be your personal advice to to non-athletes the the typical person who wants to be healthier but doesn't know you know really where to start um you know, maybe to be more specific, a, a first-time weightlifter. You know, yeah. For instance. Seek more advice from a professional if you than what I just say on this uh, podcast or interview. But my advice would be to ease in and only start with what you can commit to. So a lot of people will start off like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to stay there for an hour and a half. And while that sounds great and they're really motivated at the time and they think they can do it, after a week, they die out. Um, So I always tell people, start with an extremely, like way less than what you want to start with. And then you can always build up from there rather than starting off with too much and burning out. So start off with going to the gym twice a week for 30 minutes. And, And then from there, after you can know that you can stick to that for a couple of weeks, okay, maybe I'll go a third day or maybe I'll add, maybe I'll go 45 minutes and then just keep adding as you feel, you know, you can commit to it because usually people start off extremely motivated and everyone can get started on a routine, but it's that a consistency and maintaining the routine for years and years. That is the issue. So you've got to just do what you're able to commit to. Noah, thank you so much for being on here. Thanks for today. having me. I really me. appreciate you. Um, best of luck to you, sir, as you, you start another school year and, and deal you. with all these student-athletes again. I'll uh, need it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Noah Arney, head of strength and conditioning here at Emory & Henry. This was the ninth edition of Face-to-Face Sports. I'll see you next week, same day, same time, Monday at 630. I'll leave a froze like heroin in your nose. Nas a rock well, it ain't hard to tell.